Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation, and from the community Beth Gazette radio station. Um, you are listening, obviously, to Astrology Today, and this month, um, or this week, pardon me, pardon me um, is the May forecast, and we are taping it in Victoria. Um, and sunny I have Victoria. sunny Victoria, which <laughs> is attempting to warm up like hopefully the yes. rest of the province is. Yes. Um, and of course, I have my co-host and we're in her lovely little apartment doing this show. And I have to hit start, which I just did. Yay. Okay, so the month of May is going to feel very different than the month of April. Um, and things are going to slowly ramp up, which is kind of nice, I think. Well, I think they started ramping up with that that full moon in April with the yes. square to Pluto, which is happening kind of, tomorrow. It was, it was kind of it was kind of like a warm up for the eclipses that start. That's tomorrow. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I think the sort of and I think eclipses also you feel them coming for a month, and then you feel them six months. Yes, yes, they so do set a tone. They have a long, yeah, yeah, life yeah. shelf life. So ah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you know, I think we started it feeling in feeling it in April, but it's going to get oh, more yeah. ramped up. Now. Yeah, and part of the reason for that is we have a series of planets because we've had quite a cluster in Pisces. Um, and fortunately, they all aren't going to jump into Aries immediately. Mm. Uh, first, we have Venus, then we have Jupiter. And then by the end of the month, though, we have Mars, who is totally happy in Aries because yes. it's one of his rulerships. He'll jump into the fray as well. And so we're going to leave behind the primordial soup, which is Pisces. Um, and leave, leave Neptune to its own device. Yes, yes, exactly. Bid farewell to Neptune. Um, and um, all the inherent confusion and yeah. pit fairy dust and we'll have different confusion because Mercury will turn retrograde. Exactly, that is the other piece that's <laughs> happening. So we've got big eclipses. We've got the movement from Pisces to Aries. Yeah, there's yeah. there's lots to, for us to talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally interesting. Very yeah. So for those who are listening to the radio, if you want to go to www.cardinalastrology.ca under the radio tab, episode 131, you can follow along with some of the charts. Um, but what I am going to put up first, just to start to take us through this month, is uh, this is a program called Solar Fire, and Jill has it as well as myself. And on this program, we can do what's called animate, which is interesting. So what we have here is the 1st of May, which is on Sunday, but overnight, depending on where on the planet you're, you know, listening to this from, the first eclipse will have happened. And um, here on the West Coast, um, you know, this is noon on the 1st. It's already passed. We can see it here. Um, I go back and the show. Yeah, actually, we could. Yeah, I could just do the hours here and quickly back it up. Quickly? Maybe not. <laughs> it takes a moment or two by the hour. I should have done a whole day. Yeah, because we are back on the 30th. Yeah. yeah, so here on the West Coast, it was actually early. Yeah. on saturday That's yeah actually just as our show will be ending yes is when the eclipse hits 
And so here we can see that the tenor has <laughs> been this whole Pisces smash up, and that is a very specific vibe. Primordial soup is one way of putting it. Well, um, it's also, but it's also a very, um, like it's great for creativity. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it has its positive expression, yeah. um, the spiritual aspect, the creative yeah. aspect, yep. the, you know, the imagination and, and big dreams. You know? Yes. And, yeah. and wanting to put those into action with, well, or I mean, Venus as ruler of Taurus. Yes. Make it concrete. Concrete. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it is Venus's exaltation. And so as we came into this eclipse, of course, we had that the ultimate of good time combinations, Venus, Jupiter. Um, a minute from. Venus. Yeah, exactly. And, what, <laughs> and what's amazing in my own experience with charts, people that are born with this Venus, Jupiter, if you ever want to be around somebody who truly knows how to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Venus, Jupiter people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've got this vibe. And Mars is in Pisces. It's not mm -hmm. part of that grouping yet. But it is actually sextiling our, our, our the eclipse. eclipse, which is kind of good as we're talking about putting that big dream into action. Yes. Mars says, I'm in Pisces. I'm, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that would be a positive expression of Mars. Exactly. We'd be taking that dream and acting on it and connecting yep. with that Taurus energy to make it concrete. Exactly, exactly. So as we move forward into the month, and we'll just go quite quickly here, just so that I can demonstrate, um, you know, by the, ooh, what is it, the second or even the first, the second, we have Venus will leave that Pisces configuration. And even though there is a mutual reception between Mars and Venus, um, from a Hellenistic point of view, they don't actually see each other. And so, but that there will be this operative. So like Joe was saying, you know, if you've got the vision and the will, which would be the Mars, um, then Venus is now all on board to boldly go because mm. this is Aries, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. And you've still got Mars sextiling Sun and Uranus. So yes, exactly. Again, like yeah let's yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah. just break the mold yeah something new so then we move to i think it's about the 10th um that then we you know so further into the month jupiter um leaves pisces and there will be many folks who go oh come back come back <laughs> but it the boldly and so, of course, whenever you put Jupiter into something, it's going to add the over, the extra, the bigger, the better. Um, and so action now just starts to, I suspect, energetically, we will really notice this one. Well, yeah, and Jupiter Jupiter is um, pursuing the truth. And, and it's know, just, it's adding, really, it's adding pizzazz. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. go for it, kind and of. Sextiling Mercury, which is just turning mm -hmm. retrograde. So again, well, it turned retrograde a while back, or a little well, bit. but it yeah, it is. We'll, we'll as, add the we'll as add it the goes retrograde. in there. It is it is you know it's not a square; it's a sextile, which again will yes enhance yes exactly the effect. So and then by the end of the month, we've got two things that are very important. <laughs> One is the actual conjunction between uh, Mars, Neptune. Mm. Um, and one astrologer called this 
sacrificial. And I went, oh, oh, something might be sacrificed mm -hmm. at that time. But then, okay, then we get the full embodiment at the end of the month when Mars trips into Aries as well. And of course, immediately it's going to catch up with Jupiter. And so this was May the 26th. So there's that, this big overview of shifting, mm -hmm. you know, from Pisces to Aries. And then as Jill pointed out, of course, right at the beginning of the month, just to make it more entertaining, I swear sometimes the universe just gets me all confused. It's like, why are you adding the second retrograde of Mercury? And that happens at what's interesting is look at what degree it is going to station on. Oh, what happened? Oh, I'm going the wrong way. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Those who are watching on the on the oh actually that's when the shadow started the shadow started so the shadow starts on the same degree that it's going to station and it stations on the eclipse degree when it turns to go back okay so it does go retrograde here okay may the 9th so that's just as jupiter is about to so as you were saying, it uh, mm -hmm. it will be in that sextile with Jupiter. So they're kind of it's called a mutual reception. Yes, exactly. Mercury will be backing up while Jupiter's going forward, so they're moving towards that sextile in a hurry because yeah, Jupiter and Aries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So those, you know, you got your eclipses. You got your change in tenor. Um, yeah, so let us go to... And throughout, we've got Saturn pretty much squaring that, yeah, that the, nodal axis. The nodal axis, exactly. That doesn't change a whole lot uh -huh. in the month, so... That is true, that is true. Okay, so um, what are some of the themes we can look at with Aries, just as a reminder for people? Um, so things just go faster. Um, I have to laugh. One of the astrologers mentioned uh, people eating fast and, and my little hand slowly went up and I went, <laughs> I'm usually always the first one done mm. eating. Yes. And I have been told that I will pay for this. And I'm now 68 years old and it doesn't seem to have bothered me all that much. <laughs> but it is so um, Mars ruling Aries is the fast, the sprint, whereas Mars and Scorpio is the long game. So, and, and I think at this stage, because Mars is still in Pisces, it hasn't really got going. No, no, not so, till the end of the month. Does so it crack Ju Jupiter gets in there and it ramps up a little bit, but when Mars gets in there, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, now, now no holds barred at no. the end of the month. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, so obviously, the, the, you know, right at the beginning, as she tries to move her notes down, just so that we have some sort of, um, we have Venus as she is um, heading into, um, let's just back this up. So as she's about to make her transition, of course, she will have come off this weekend um, a wonderful little sextile with Pluto. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is a romantic deep dive that's available this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, she, but, and, she and Jupiter both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They are um, pulling on that uh, final degrees of uh, uh, Pluto in Capricorn. And of course, this would also be 
uh, from the US chart, um, the huge negotiating or uh, sable rattling that Biden is doing vis-a-vis -vis oh, the yes. Ukraine yes. thing, yes. right? This yes. will be part of that action. And with, with so much Piscean energy, it's hard to know, you know, what to believe about what's going on. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. It's, so things are not clear. Anything you hear, just take it with grains, large grains of salt, maybe <laughs> lumps of salt. There you go. Because, yeah, Pisces, and particularly with Neptune still in there. Oh, yeah, totally. And these totally. guys having been so close to it, it's like, mm, it's hard to trust anything that you hear. <laughs> Okay, so with Venus's change into Aries, so what the what Venus will be sort of like pointing things at in terms of value, okay, is the spectacle of individual power, okay, mm. because that's that's that Aries thing, right? Oh. Uh, the sun is exalted in Aries, so the look at me and what it is I'm doing. So big posturing is going to be possible. Yeah. Um, but what came to my mind was we appreciate the value of, let's say, for our age group, I'm sure it's somebody else for the younger age group. This is when we wish Jenna was here. I'm thinking of Brad Pitt in Spartacus. Hmm. <laughs> being the Venus in Aries kind of signature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where it's this, you know, the epitome of um, what, how would you put that? The boldly go where, you know, yeah. where life leads you and, and the value of that. The value well, yeah, of that, and, this and is Venus. You know, we've also got Eris, which is in there for a very long time, but yeah. she is a she's a warrior god. Exactly. So right. when Venus catches up to her, yeah. we could see women really kind of yeah. take a moment yeah. in in um, yeah. uh, being yeah highly visible. Yeah. So Good. I think I think Good. Venus yes. moving into Aries will will emphasize that, that totally. Eris in mm -hmm. Aries, which is still it's doing its very long protracted yes. square to Pluto. So very long. <laughs> Yes, exactly. They're both both out there, Pluto's trans mm -hmm. Neptunian planets. Okay, so the next thing that I noted, May 3rd, so this is only, uh, you know, like two days later, we get um, that Jupiter actually coming into the exact sextile to Pluto. And what came to my mind is uh, what spiritual power download over this past month of April mm -hmm. uh, do we see coming out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, can we see the power of the shift that is required in uh, for, you know, Well, and humankind? it's almost like Jupiter's powering up before moving into, into Aries. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it's carrying yeah. that, that vision, because Jupiter and Neptune yep. combined our big vision. That's right. Carrying that vision forward with the power of Pluto, which is very deep, powerful. And yes. So, yeah. And wanting to make it concrete because you know, nothing's more concrete than Capricorn. That is true. So, well, other than maybe Taurus. Well, Taurus, and, and everything's speeding yeah, towards Taurus yeah, to make it even more Taurus concrete. Taurus is, is earthy, earthy, but it's not rock like. True, true. You yes. Know, We're talking me, Capricorn me, Mountain. For yes. me, Capricorn is concrete. It's like, you know, yes. that's the rock, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Whereas Taurus is the earth, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they're yeah. different qualities because yeah, yeah. Capricorn is, is cardinal. So it's yep. wanting to achieve, whereas Taurus is more laid back. 
Oh yeah. Well, it's the long haul. Yeah. It's the, yeah. I will get to the top and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that staying power, yes. which yeah, is a very needed and, quality. And with that, that uh, Jupiter, Pluto uh, sextile, we've also got Sun conjunct. Uranus, so exactly. Yeah, that was my very next point. Yeah, See, this on is, my happy list. Yeah. This is, um, yeah, very powerful energy. Yeah. And, and so um, shocking revelations that have some power behind them. Well, and Mars is sextiling that sun Uranus. Yes. Like they're in the same degree. So yeah, powerful and, yeah. So energi this is, and energized with that yeah. Mars energy. And this is your Wednesday. So keeping this in mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if things are a bit, uh, yeah, like intense. I well, would and, say. and they might be emotionally intense on Wednesdays, moon squares Neptune and and, and squares and, Jupiter and, squares Jupiter. and in conjunction. Yeah. So the moon's adding to this. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, yeah. it's transitory. It's quick. But it, if you, you know, especially if it's, if you have, you know, mutable signs, late mutable signs highlighted. Exactly. You'll feel it. Yes. Oh, yeah. You will feel it. Yeah. Now, our next uh, moment that we need to really take pains to pay attention to is, of course, we're coming to that final moment where, you know, Jupiter leaves Pisces and most people will go, oh, back, back. I like that sweet, gentle energy. Um, we have that Mercury station. And, and we also had Venus um, on the sextile to Mercury right before its station. Yeah. So, yeah you know in that pile of gifts. yes exactly <laughs> oh exactly so just a reminder for folks about mercury retrogrades which you know, apparently out in the cultural zeitgeist most people are fairly familiar familiar with the redo recapitulate re you just add re to everything and you smile at every missed appointment late coffee um if you're waiting for a bus or ferry take a book yeah take a book exactly yeah. all of those kinds of good things now with it stationing in gemini um if you're not sure about what somebody has said and and or meant just ask them to repeat it particularly on, yeah. i think on this day as you observe the moon is moving through leo yes so it's going to trigger that uranus sun and the nodes in saturn yeah um you know so that can be pretty intense emotional stuff yes it could be literally on this is and may it, and it'll be in conjunct pluto and and yeah. So whoever, yeah, whatever guys. child is coming in this day, yeah. it will be an, some challenges. <laughs> yeah, some, an entertaining challenge to, to whoever is born. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I just want to flesh it out. So typically Mercury is retrograde for three weeks. Um, it goes, it stations to turn direct on the eclipse degree of Taurus on May the 16th. Okay, so that's your time frame from the 10th to the 16th. Yep. And, or no, June the 3rd, pardon me, June the 3rd. What am I saying? No, but um, it will be the eclipse degree. Yeah. So again, it just, anytime anything hits that degree, it just, yeah. you know, it yeah. brings it up again. Exactly. The energy. Exactly. Yeah. And so the, the shadow of that was actually yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, well, the, yeah, the, no, today's the 29th. So the day I came down, Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, now on the, so then of course, the very next day, Jupiter now is, has fully left Pisces behind, is in Aries um, on the 11th. And um, at the same time, the sun is catching up to a conjunction with the nodes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's also, you know, coming up to the sextile to Neptune. So on one level, we've got, you know, things are starting to pick up speed because of, you know, the two benefics. So to start things, um, there will be configurations within this, the next couple of days, which will be a bonus point for people starting stuff mm -hmm. um, before Mars gets in there and, and could kind of make it go sideways. Um you know, you can start, you might not want to sign all the contracts until after the middle of June, mm -hmm. but you could have, you know, sort of, you know, the first grand opening or. Well, in preparing. Yeah. Doing your research. I'm Mercury yeah. and Gemini. Perfect time to do your research. If yeah. you're planning something, make sure you're dotting all the, all the D's and cross crossing all the eyes <laughs> there you go i i um, usually do it backwards that's like that. mercury and yeah, yeah exactly exactly um make sure you know that you've done your due diligence and looked yeah. deeply at everything so that you are ready to launch when it does turn direct you know that's yeah. what the retrograde time is really good for yeah but to, to <laughs> go i have this idea Yes. You've got both benefits in Aries before Mars gets there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A big yes. Yes. Um, and, and also as the sun goes through there, it's going to square Saturn as part of that. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So it will be, again, we're never all that far from the ongoing Saturn-Uranus square. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just the huge backdrop. And of course, with the eclipses in the fixed signs, yeah, it's and and later in like October, uh, November, Uranus and Saturn will be very close to yes, to just about to, to an exact square yeah, again. They'll yeah. they'll go exact to the degree, yeah. not to the minute, but they will be back to hmm, yeah that yeah. Hmm, crunch time exactly. So so some of the key words that you might keep in mind with uh, Jupiter as it goes into Aries because it will briefly dip back into Pisces, yeah. but then we'll get a full year. Um, next year of it being in Aries. And this is, so while it was in Pisces, that's the type of energy where you go for the, the spiritual teacher. Yes. Whereas when it's in Aries, this is coaching for action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the only downside here is somebody mentioned you could get brave and or stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because again, it's like, to boldly go, oh, you mean I was supposed to put the parachute on first? <laughs> well, so to me, it's almost like Mars hanging back with Neptune for a bit is reminding us not to forget that spiritual piece. Oh, exactly. Right? Yes. It's, it's yeah. wanting to bring that forward when it moves into Aries, I think. Let's hope so. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So then we have, of course, on the 16th, we have our, our second eclipse. Uh, which we talked about. So if you want to hear more about our take on that, it was the last episode, episode 130, in which 
you know, we point out how many people have very interesting connections to this. You have the chart up for that. Yes, we do. We could stop the share and pull up that chart. You yes, could do that. We could. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here it is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's the Queen's connected to this. Joe Biden's connected to this. Uh, Trudeau is connected to this. The um, U.S. is connected. No, totally connected into mm-hmm. this. Big time. Yeah. Um, and what is makes this even more wild is the very fact that Mars and Neptune are now kissing. Now, um, in listening to some other astrologers waxing eloquently on this, uh, they some of them talk about it being like the, the ultimate act of sacrifice, okay, mm-hmm. you know, where someone gives their life for another person. Um, well, sacrifice and, and martyrdom and, and, yes, martyrdom. and rescuing are all themes of yes. Neptune and Pisces, really. They're themes that are... Yeah, and putting Mars there, you're going to get the action for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. If we're drowning, let's save ourselves here. Yes, exactly, exactly. So the other thing, though, with Jupiter now in Aries, it is possible for people to lose the plot line hmm. if they're not careful, right? You know, you've got to keep that, um, uh, you know, what, what direct, it's interesting because I've been using this expression, hmm. getting the arrow pointed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting, very important. Interesting too, because I mean, Mars and Neptune are kind of sextiling Pluto. Yeah, they're also sextiling the uh, the Sun and trining the Moon uh, at this and the node mm-hmm. at that eclipse. So, yeah, it's sort of being wanting to incorporate into the eclipse energy and and bring that you know spiritual warrior or whatever yes. energy into that yeah. intense, you know, eclipse, which is squaring Saturn, which is, you know, kind of a, yeah, it is the systems that are not working <laughs> that need to be changed. Yeah. Upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see now. So one of the, another point that was pointed out about this is when you've got the handoff between Pisces and Aries. And I've often thought that the dividing, like there's, there is a dividing line between subsequent signs, right? Mm -hmm. And some of them, you know, you can see a smoother transition than others, but I think the Pisces Aries one is probably one of the most, um, I don't know, not dramatic. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like you go from from being totally connected on every possible energetic level to completely action oriented. Well, I think such a contrast. I think, well, I think there's always a contrast between adjoining signs because there always is. They're different elements, different modalities. But when you come to Pisces and Aries, you've got the most yin of the yin. Yes. Pisces and the most yang yeah. of the yang. Exactly. So exactly. I think that's probably why it's so intense. And also it's the end of a cycle, beginning of another. That Jupiter yeah. on zero degrees. Yeah, that's the world axis. On the world axis. And yeah. that's always significant. You know, and when Mar- yeah. Mars gets there, that too will be significant because it's it's new beginning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We It's an arbitrary division. You know, the end of the yeah. cycle, beginning of the cycle in terms of the zodiac. But... But only arbitrary in terms of the 
of um, that we base it on the 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 solstices. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. So and not entirely arbitrary. Not, not entirely arbitrary, yeah. but and therefore, again, that's part of the intense shift mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I think it's you know, I mean, because a circle doesn't have a beginning and an end, which is what I true. Meant, okay. Meant gotcha. By, gotcha. Meant by that, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a cycle more than a circle. Yeah. So yes, we're spiraling instead of. You know, yes, nature does things in spirals, not circles. It does. Uh, yeah. So, does. so yeah, I think that's part of why that's so mm -hmm. significant. And so the handoff. This is what one astrologer was pointing out: is that you can't have both hands in Pisces if you're going to grasp yeah. forward into the future. You've yeah. actually got to let go and get that momentum going. Yeah, with Pisces, yeah. it's kind of let go and let God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you can't just wait for something to happen with Aries. Yeah. Aries is, no, you're, you're making this stuff happen. And you have that trine between Sun and Pluto at this. At this course. stage, yeah, because we're coming to the end of the Taurus. Um, yes. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's interesting because this, this, the Sun is doing, did Taurus with only Mercury, right? Mm -hmm. um, which isn't always the case. Um, and... You know, so just as the sun is going to ingress into Gemini, of course, Mercury is going to degress back yeah, exactly. into Taurus, which is, yeah. They're going to wave at each other as they pass. As they go by. Yeah, yeah. and again, that's, a, again, there's a lot of shifting going on. And the other thing I think at this particular time is we've got a lot of planets nearing the end of their signs yes know, in the next yeah. few couple of years really. well yeah that too the especially the big so, outer planets yeah well exactly yeah. i mean they're the ones yeah. we notice the most right so we've got pluto and saturn and neptune and and uh, you know they're they're all going to yeah and right now you're honest even though um you know he looks like he's just in the middle of the sign but he is now starting to break new ground like he's going to get all the way up to i think close to 20 um before he hits his retrograde again this year yeah yeah so, so yeah. he's covering new ground yeah and you yeah know, he's gonna back up and meet up with the sun and at the uh, you know the lunar eclipse so, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be uh interesting time so, yeah yes. to say the least okay so may 17th is the moment when mars does conjoin neptune um, and so keep in mind that we've got that Mercury is retrograde. Okay, so the other thing we have with this is is that Venus Chiron conjunction. Yes, you know, yeah. so Chiron is often about healing old wounds, you know. So again, or the making of new wounds. Well, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, obviously it does. With, right? with, it, yeah. I mean, there's it, new people on the planet all the time. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. with Venus there, you know, I, I guess love is. Uh, cure <laughs> yes yeah right? well it's love and understanding love and in action love in action well compassion exactly in action yes um, yeah are he or what will help heal? yeah right? and with the the you know as it's catching up to eris um you know nobody gets to be forgotten in terms of what healing needs to happen that's right yeah Okay, so with that Neptune Mars conjunction, um, you know, we're also hoping that um, we don't get caught up in the fog, 
right? Mm -hmm. That the action is coming from people's spiritual center and um, yeah. Well, the good thing about it is when it's close to exact like that, it doesn't have hard aspects. It has sex stuff. So it that is true. does give yes. opportunities for putting that spiritual action. Forward. Yes. And yeah. using the power of Pluto and the energy yeah. of the sun and the, the nodes. Yeah. Good, good noticing. I yeah. like that. Yes, that does it help. It doesn't have totally. obstacles. I mean, the, yeah. the oppositions and the, and the squares can be obstacles, which isn't a bad thing because when we overcome them, we're stronger. But in, in, this, particular in this particular case, case yeah. <laughs> I think it's a helpful thing that yeah. they are sextiling those planets. Exactly. Exactly. I would agree. Okay. So in the retrograde phenomena of Mercury, we do get the sun as it's exactly going into Gemini conjunct Mercury, which is, so this would be a day that um, if it's an important conference, if it's an important communication moment in your life, you're going to want to write it down, ask somebody else to read it. You're going to want to say, okay, this is what I hear you saying. Did I get it right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> then we're going to have the moon coming through to conjunct Saturn. Yeah, too, yeah. So, so the, the air signs will be... Kicking off the squares from the yeah, eclipse for, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a tricky moment, a tricky moment there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Mercury will back up into Taurus. And what is it going to do? Mars now is catching up to the sextile to Pluto. And Mercury is going to join the fray yeah. with a trine. Yeah. And so, um, you know, saber rattling, people trying to negotiate, you know, get the best deal for whatever side you're on. And the moon is in there to make sure something actually gets said. Well, yeah, yeah. and I think, and I think also that, again, it's sextiles, not squares, which is helpful. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, you've got but if, if, if you've got the arrow not pointed in the right direction, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so you're going to want to be on the side of the arrow going absolutely. in the right I mean, direction. Yeah. Sun and Gemini might help with getting, you know, your mind clearer. But um, yeah, the fact that those, you know, you've got the trine. But here, look at this. So the ruler of that Mercury, now that it's, you know, going to be trining Pluto and having the power to have it say, yes. um, is conjoined your heiress, yes. right? And so if you're not hearing the voices of the people that have, you know, that are normally not heard, you're going to pay for that. And, you yeah. know, Venus is yeah. bringing forward that square. You know, it's intensifying yeah. the square between Eris and Pluto. because And to Saturn. No, that's a sextile. That's a sextile. But oh. the square to Pluto, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No, you've got Mercury squaring Saturn. Yeah. And the nodes still. <laughs> and the nodes. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all sort of just maintaining that. And energy of the eclipse, really, through the nose. Yeah. And through yeah. the. And it's making it, it's no longer the theory, it's now needing action. Because Mercury's backing up to where that eclipse took place. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's like we're working on this. Yeah. You know? And so whatever is percolating mm -hmm. on that May 16th eclipse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, yeah. And I think Mars. 
getting ready to jump into Aries, it's like, uh, ready, set, set. go. Because, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like we're yeah, warming yeah. up to it. And I think, you know. It's probably a good thing Mercury, we're warming up to Mercury it. hanging back in Pisces is kind of. In Taurus. A little. Mercury or sorry, Mars, Mars hanging right. back in, in uh, Pisces, Pisces with Neptune for a bit. I think it's been good just to calm, uh -huh. bring a little bit more calm. And, and I mean, yeah, the waters might be a little choppy, <laughs> just, just a little, yes, but, but, but still good. Yeah. It's more mellow than Mars in, in yeah, Aries. Yeah, because once it hits, yeah. because it, then it's like heading for Jupiter. And you put Mars, Jupiter together in Aries, and the fight is now and it's over. And it's gathering yeah. up that energy from Pluto and from Mercury as it yeah. As it heads into Aries, it's saying, okay, yeah, take, yeah. take what we know from Mercury, uh, what, what's more solid, because Mercury's in Taurus now. Yes, exactly. So, which is a little more solid. It's still retrograde, but it's a little more, it's slower to jump to conclusions. Yes, yes, um, which is good for an Aries circuit. Yeah. yeah, and then it's also sextile yeah. in Pluto. So it's got, again, the positive energies from those two to bring forward yeah. into yeah. Aries, I think. We can always hope. <laughs> There's always hope. Yay. Okay. So then Mars crashes the Aries benefic party. And he does that on the 24th um, into the 25th. And there we have it. So, uh, and the moon is joining that parade. So yeah. it's a bit of a gnarly day, the actual 25th. Um, and, and watch for world events because yeah. it is again the world axis that's yes. being triggered. Exactly, exactly. That zero degrees. Yeah. So what is that? That's a Wednesday. But okay. Mars and Jupiter are sextiling the sun, or the sun is sextiling them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. I think that probably helps a little bit. Yeah. 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 Bringing that energy. Yeah. And and you know again more clarity to the thinking because you do have Mercury retrograde. But you've got Sun and Gemini and Mars. Mars is sharp. And oh, Jupiter totally sharp. is sharp, cutting, and, goal. And Jupiter is a truth secrets, you know, shooting its arrow where it wants to go. It's using the energy of Mars to help with that. Oh, so, totally. So I think yeah. that's so as time, long as the arrow is pointed in the right direction. Well, and I think, you know, yeah. And yeah. now that Mars is in Aries, I think that's more likely, especially with the Sun yeah. sextiling from Gemini, you know. Yeah, let's make sure we got our ducks in a row here. Yes, because with Mars, Jupiter in Aries to go astray would happen fast, very fast. And you've still got Mercury trining Pluto. Yeah, that so, lasts a while because it's Mercury is it's starting to get sort of slower yeah. because it's but in it's station. Mercury, yeah. you know, Pluto trine is wanting to dig deep. Oh, yeah. So it's good that it's retrograde because it that's what retrogrades do well. Yes, is let's they, do the research and let's yeah. really dig deep, not yes. just a little bit surface. of research. No, no, we surface want to go here. right to the, the yeah. core here to mm. get at the truth, and that's what Jupiter and Mars and Sun and Gemini, I think, are all talking about too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's stop, you know, falling for the Neptune Pisces <laughs> <laughs> illusions, illusions, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it may be very disillusioning for a lot of people. But that's actually going to be a good thing because uh -huh. the illusions are not helpful. We need truth. Yeah. Okay. So this was an interesting comment. So now we're coming up to the end of the month and 
um, our first uh, uh, moon cycle that doesn't include the eclipses, which is always, you know, we're starting to head into the pause before, you know, because there's six months before we come up to our next set of eclipses. But this is what one astrologer called um, Mars, Jupiter, Aries, jackass energy. (laughs) And I thought, okay, there's kind of a joyfulness in that. (laughs) You know, <laughs> well, I think I think that Mars Jupiter is, is just not being afraid to say to say what you want to say. Yeah, say what you yeah. want to say. Right? Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and, and yeah. especially as it's sex time and the sun in Gemini. Like, yeah, yeah. Things will get said. Things yeah. will get said towards the end of the month. But that's Definitely. part of, you know, getting it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. You know, yeah. So let's have a look at the final uh, new moon, which is, it's interesting. They've been happening right at the end of the yeah. month. Yeah. yeah. Beginnings it's just and in, endings. Yeah. Again, you know, sort of emphasizing that idea of beginnings and endings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So it happens on the 29th on the West Coast here as she cranks around the dial. You got that Mars uh, Jupiter hanging together for yeah. a long time. Okay, so we're getting awfully close here. Yep. Oh, there. So it's going to be around 4.30 in the morning on the 30th of May. And it's at nine degrees of Gemini. Um, and now Mercury is catching up to that eclipse degree. So even though it's a new moon that is not necessarily directly tied, but it is because Mercury rules this new moon. Yes. Ma'am. So it is still tied in. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is not a neutral our run-of-the-mill new moon. And of course, new moons are what we use to initiate things, to start stuff, um, you know, with that sort of 28-day cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Mercury being retrograde in the ruler and on the eclipse degree, so if one thought they knew what the eclipses were going to be doing in their life, they might have to rethink that. Well, yeah, it's bringing a new perspective to it. Yeah, exactly. And getting us to look at it more closely. Yeah. And investigate it more because it's still trying Pluto and it's squaring yeah. Saturn. So, yeah, let's have a look at this attorney and organized thing that's going on. Yeah. And, and possibly what new structures people are putting forward. Um, you know, it was interesting on the radio today here in, in British Columbia in Canada that, um, you know, a rethink about uh, how the medical system is working and is um, providing care for people. Um, the other one was policing, which, of course, all of these are kind of Aries things, you know. Um, yeah, like there are new ideas that are starting to come forward, which is good. We need them. Um, but we have to be able to do the Saturn thing, which is make them concrete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Uranus is, is kind of getting close to the degree of, you know, it's going to be at that, you know, next eclipse season when it is close to Saturn yeah, too. I'm not sure about that. I think it's at yeah. 18. Then, oh, at a, yeah. No, it does. It gets up, I think, as high as 18. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't back up too much before they do their thing. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, you know, again, as things are, yeah, moving yeah, forward. Yeah, I'm forward. <laughs> I don't think um, on any of the podcasts that I was listening to about this upcoming month that people really said much about the fact that that Mercury is tying it in to this eclipse. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, it's, and like, you know, I mean, anything that transits the eclipse, every time the moon comes around. Yes, it, trigger, it, it triggers. Will, you know, it, yeah. Which is why, it, in part, it is for six months. Because yes. it's, it's a, such potent energy and that it does yeah, keep and getting. Yeah, it stamps. It's a stamp yeah, on the every, circle. I mean, every time yeah. the moon squares it, because it's going to, you know. Yeah get the other things that were tied into it so yeah i think it's it's really uh worth watching <laughs> yes definitely so we do have some time and what jill and i had thought we would do is just kind of take the eclipses through the houses for those folks who are tied in which if you have uh parts of your chart that are in the fixed sign so that of course is uh leo scorpio aquarius and taurus um, and we're spanning degrees from 10 through 26. So yeah, yeah it's going to catch most, most people. Probably fixed signs. Yeah. Probably more like five to the end. Right. Cause yeah. really, you know, you, you have the orb of influence before it actually. Yeah. yeah. So any, yeah, if you're a fixed signs, be prepared. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know being prepared, but be willing, I think is probably one yes. of the keys because, your life across whatever axis that eclipse falls will re, will there'll be upheavals in it. Yes. And they may be ones you want or they may be ones you don't want, but upheaval is the given. And I think also yeah. that the, um, the full moon eclipse, the lunar eclipse, which is a total lunar eclipse, yeah. um, is, is more difficult generally for people because it's like a full moon. It yes. ramps up the emotions. Yeah. You know, the solar yeah. eclipse is a beginning of a cycle, whereas the, the full moon is more like the apex and the yeah. completion of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. We're getting not so, always a happy perspective. Yeah. On it. <laughs> so the which node is where makes a difference. Okay, so we're doing the the head of the dragon is in Taurus. And so changes there will be of the growing variety whereas the scorpio is of the shrinking south node tail of the dragon variety yeah, i think yeah. we're, we're, you know where we're wanting to be is more in the taurus end of things where we're creating the new earth or the yes you know community you know because uh finding our tribes and uranus is very much about Yes, as it, in the modern perspective, it's very together. tied to that yeah. Aquarian. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then the South Node is really about letting go. Yes. It, and and it's in a sign that needs wants to let, to let go. Needs yeah. to let go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, again, with the eclipses, the moon is at the South Node. <laughs> so, again, it's, it can be very, very intense emotionally because it is in Scorpio at, yeah. at that total lunar eclipse. And squaring Saturn, so, you know, Saturn can make things a little difficult. Okay, so let's just give a brief description of what mm -hmm. people might expect, um, depending on where this axis falls. So if it's first, seventh, um, this can be health issues. Um, and it can definitely be about partnerships, whether those are personal or professional or in business. Mm -hmm. um, and so, for instance, if you've got the Scorpio side in uh, the seventh, then, um, you know, 
open enemies become very obvious, uh, possibly. And, you know, you're at the point where you can actually just let something go, a relationship that's not Mm -hmm. working or a partnership that's not working because that's the contraction side. Whereas the 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 first house if it's a if it's a let's say it's a health issue pay attention because it could grow right it could get better you know bigger not yeah pay attention because <laughs> well, this is sure. the growth side yes or yeah. if you're wanting to put yourself out there in a new and a fresh way then this is the energy where you know you can shake up that first house image particularly with the new i mean that's the beginning yeah. of a new cycle so yeah Um, you know if you've been sort of working towards something new then Uh that can be a time to start thinking about really implementing steps towards it yeah so across your second um eighth uh this can be the shrinking of course could be lots of endings Hmm. um and then the increase can be in uh, understanding your own personal resources um and growth in that department uh yeah yeah and i think because it is taurus scorpio as well the financial thing can be a big part of any of those yeah. things yeah exactly exactly you know the stress of if it's health issues it may be stress around life yeah how to pay for it etc yeah third house ninth house this is shrinking if it's scorpio ninth house then you know that course you might want to take might not be the right time um if it was Taurus there then by all means hopefully you have the money to pursue the kind of ninth house things that you want to pursue it can also be about letting go of beliefs that no yes. longer serve you because yes, ninth house exactly. is about our perspective on the world and what yep. we believe to be true yep. yeah so the and death so, of a belief it, you Scorpio. know a lot of us really hang on to our beliefs because well, it's them, a letting sense them of go, they, they give us a sense of you security, know, security and continuity. So letting them go can be difficult. This is yeah. a time for being yeah. willing to let go of those yeah. beliefs that no longer serve you. Yeah, exactly. So third house can be about family scenarios. So if it's the Scorpio side, that could be the ending of a family scenario. Um, or if it's the Taurus, it could be, you know, a new, a new being coming into a family. Yeah. Uh, you know, your mother surprisingly is pregnant again and you're going to get a sibling, <laughs> which would be, you know, kind of classic. Okay. So fourth, 10th, um, this could be easily real estate. If it's Scorpio, um, you know, you could experience flooding, like literally, um, or, or you may have to let go. Of, yeah. Know, because, you know, yeah. again, financial issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've lost your career yeah yeah especially (laughs) if Scorpio is in the tent that could be the end of a career Um, and you would make money in real estate because you moved Um, you know so it could also be um, Ah. letting go of one career yes going to another yeah which might help your fourth house and you know enable you to you know have a better foundation have a foundation right? yeah. yeah you know so yeah. it's not always doom and gloom no letting no. go can allow us to like you said letting go with one hand you gotta you can grasp something new exactly and scorpio is about death and regeneration so yeah yes yeah. the letting go part is important and it's the hard part yeah and with fixed signs we understand 
this is difficult. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the, the thing with this Taurus-Scorpio polarity is that it's very fixed science. Yes, very fixed. You know, yeah. Emotionally fixed and, and mm, wanting to hold on to things yes. in Taurus. Taurus, yeah. And, and that, you know, makes, yeah. you know, yeah, I think the Aquarius one you know, is- they, a, They'll pull the, the something out of my hand when my fingers are cold and dead. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, and I think, and I think that the other polarity, the Aquarius Leo is less, I mean, it's fixed. But what fixed fire is much different than fixed earth. Right? Oh, totally, totally. And fixed yeah. air is, you know, much, yes. yeah. much more possible. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the earth, earth, earth emotion, and water, yeah, earth and no. water, I yeah, think those yeah. are emotional yeah. and, and material, like yeah. security. Yeah, exactly. Because they're very much more about security than the Aquarius. Leo, Air, Leo. Yes. fixed signs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> she says with a stellium in Scorpio, yeah. yeah. And you have a moon at Taurus, so together I we're do. changing. I have Mars in Scorpio too. Yeah. And sun in yeah, yeah. Mars. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know about fixed. Yes, she does. <laughs> she does. Okay, so moving on. Uh, fifth, eleventh. Now, in traditional astrology, these are the good houses. And so if you are so blessed to have, you know, either Scorpio or Taurus on the 5th and vice versa on the 11th, this particular eclipse may not be as challenging as it is for some of us. Um, it's bound to be about who's your audience, who's your tribe versus, you know, children and your creativity and gambling. And so gambling, if you've got Scorpio in the 5th, might not be a good idea. Mm. Um, selling your product to a larger audience. If you've got Taurus in the 11th, that might actually work. Yeah, and with the 11th house, if you've got Scorpio there too, it, you might be letting go of friends who are not, they're toxic. I mean, yes. Scorpio yes. is toxicity yes. too. Yes, exactly. So you Good might one. Have, I like that. You yeah. might have friends that, you know, you're kind of been hanging on to, but you know, being around them is, you know, you, it's not good for you. So yeah. you have to let them go in order to find yeah like your new tribe, like yeah. I was talking about the, yeah. the, yeah. the uh, Uranus in Taurus, you know, finding your tribe can be wonderful and enhancing for yes. you, whereas hanging on to people who are actually kind of toxic is not a good idea. Yes, yes. You know, and you're, you know, in the fifth, I guess your your relation, you might have to let go of a child who's ready to move on. <laughs> Ooh, leave, good one, good one, straight. yes. Because that yes, can be yes. a real wrench, especially oh. if you've got the Taurus energy that wants to hold on. <laughs> yes, it's mine, it's mine. You yeah, so me. yeah, there are, there are, you know, there's, yeah. there's possible, Yes. Positives to the letting go end of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So our final combination is probably maybe the hardest ones. This is six to 12. Mm -hmm. And even in modern astrology, the sixth house and the 12th house can be challenging. Um, in ancient, it was the 12th, of course, was considered the worst of the worst. Um, and the sixth was just like slaves. So well, it's who slaves, wants to be there? Yeah, slaves <laughs> and it's also our health. You know, oh, totally. The, totally. the service yeah. to the physical body. So if yeah. you haven't been serving your physical body well, yeah, then, then you will be a, have a, a 
accumulated toxins, which is the Scorpio thing. Yeah, and you and better you, purge. You might want to do a really good detox if yes. you've got that sex yeah. node in your sixth house. Exactly. And with exactly. the 12th, it, you know, you might need some psychological help. Yes, if Scorpio is there. If Scorpio is there. Yeah. Whereas if it's the Taurus, the reverse of this, it'll be your greed that lands you in 12th house jail, or uh, you just might find yourself being of service, um, possibly beyond your own capacity. Well, I think yeah. it, it may be about hmm. spiritual values as well. Ah, yes, right? yes, moving, yes, to really moving, make them again, solid. moving more towards your, yes, you know, solidifying and, yeah. and yeah. what do I value and what is, yeah. you know, yeah. really helping me on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so in the sixth and in the sixth house, it is about, yeah, looking after the body. So if you've got habits and, you know, you need to break those habits in order to move into a healthier balance in your body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it could be that if you're, if you do have a North Node Taurus sixth house, that your service is actually rewarded. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Where it's acknowledged. And with Uranus and, in there, yeah. you know, as well, it's, it can be. It could be a breakthrough it where could it's be a breakthrough where yeah. you are acknowledged, but also yeah. it, in terms of health, it can be a breakthrough. And yes, I can finally let go of this habit and find a healthier yeah. way of eating or more exercise whatever whatever yeah, yeah. that yeah. serves my body in a, yeah in, in yeah. keeping it because the 12th house is about self-undoing which is things that we don't want to look at that we actually need to look at yeah. that's undermining what we're doing and how we're living yeah, yeah. so this yeah. you know i mean it takes a little work to oh yeah to, Fixed. Yes. to work with these yes. eclipses because they yeah. will take us to places that are not comfortable yes but exactly. in going there yeah. um the rewards are great yeah you know yeah yeah there's sort of reset buttons that we all need from time to time yeah yeah totally yeah yeah so it's a it's a very powerful month, month. it is <laughs> and beyond um, yeah i mean i think the rest of the year really is going to be yeah yeah amazingly. we're not we're, we're not off the hook by any stretch but um yeah we are just talking about may yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's yeah well just thinking i was thinking <laughs> yeah. in terms of the eclipse being yeah. six months thing, exactly you know yes. which we take, will revisit these which, may themes in what is it october november yeah oh well, yeah, the, yeah. And, and they'll pop up in in our future episodes yes as from the time squares to time and as things trigger them and whatnot so because yeah. you, you will notice oh yeah there the, those the, degrees have been stamped the themes <laughs> the themes that are up at the time of the eclipse are going to be yeah We'll um, be visiting them again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Okay. We are down to two minutes. Ooh. So, and um, do we have a topic for next week? I don't know. Do I, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. We will. Yes, we will. We'll come and, up with something. Um, I just might forego doing these shows live just because I like having clear voice yes recordings clear voice yeah. recordings are good yeah yeah, yeah. makes so. makes this a little more flexible too yes it does it does flexibility is so. a good thing for us fixed signs it you think <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, folks. Well, thank you very much for listening. And just a reminder, you have been listening to 90.1 FM, Kafat Region's community radio station. And uh, yeah, so bye. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. Yep. Yeah.